0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMash here again, joined on the line by MLB.com Red Sox reporter Ian Brown for the podcast this week. Ian, we continue to make our way around this roster and get fans ready for the 2017 Red Sox, and we're going to. Do this week on the infield, um, which is an intriguing spot. There's there's going to be some change from 2016, obviously, over to 2017. Um, we'll get to sure things as well. The bench, we'll look at it all. I want to start with the changes, though, and that's basically the corners. Um, and, and we might as well start with the panda at third base, Pablo Sandoval. Obviously, um, the the hope is, and and maybe a successful Red Sox season in some degree depends upon. Pablo Sandoval bouncing back from from the injuries of 2016 and the just poor play of 2015 and finally kind of be the guy that the Red Sox thought they signed heading into the 2015 season. So far, the picture test, all signs look good. The question is, do, do those images we've seen of a trimmed down Pablo Sandoval translate to a good ball player? And I guess only time will tell.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly... Uh all eyes are going to be on the Panda, you know, going to spring training. He's kind of the big question mark. You wonder what you're going to get out of him, and it's sort have been a much different story. To him if they had held on to Travis Shaw, if they had held on to Yoan Mankata, and then you uh, would have more of a competition, but right now it's really uh, Sandoval's job to lose, to his credit. He's done a great job of getting into shape. He's taken up boxing. Uh, he's done uh, everything in his power. Uh, we're going to get our eyes on him for the first time uh, this weekend at the Red Sox winter weekend. He's scheduled to attend that at Foxwood. So it'll be uh, very interesting to see both kind of how he presents there and kind of uh, his message when when he speaks to the media. Um, He had a kind of an unfortunate tone at this time last year when he came in the spring training uh, really heavy and was sort of in denial and said he hadn't weighed himself all winter and uh, yada yada. So I think you'll hear a much better uh, representation of, of Pablo Sandoval a year later.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the guys that they let go, and and I mean, if Mancada is still in the organization, I think most fans would would almost be rooting for the changing of the guard. But that's not the case. Instead, you have Chris Sale, which is a nice uh, trade off, certainly. And you need Pablo Sandoval to produce. All right, across the diamond over to first base, Hanley Ramirez is still on this roster, and he did such a good job for this team at first base in 2016. Speaking of bounce back seasons with the bat, and really you got to give him a ton of credit for what he did becoming a first baseman because I think Red Sox fans were just hoping to get by, and he ended up becoming a, a solid guy over there. Um, but they go out and they improve at first base from a defensive standpoint, and Hanley looks like he's headed for a much bigger role as far as the DH goes. And Mitch Moreland will be the guy for the most part at first base. Just how good a defender is Mitch Moreland at first base?
1: Yeah, Mitch Moreland is a really good defender. You know, He won a gold glove. Last year, that's something right there. You know, I haven't seen him play a whole lot, but uh, everything I've, I've heard is that uh, hard worker, very good defensively, and I think the big thing that gives Hanley a little bit of a chance to, uh, you know, tap those legs and maybe just focus more on his hitting and his bat is such a weapon, uh, kind of like David Ortiz could just put, put all his attention into his path, and he would study pitchers uh, between the bats and things like that. And I think that, you know, you'll see Hanley – uh, he looks up at David so much, I'm sure he's very familiar with what his routine was. But I think that uh, Hanley's actually excited about moving to DH where a lot of players are sort sure of uh, leery of that.
0: And a lot of players struggle with that without being in the field and just focusing on those at-bats, but how much will Hanley benefit from the fact that he was teammates with Big Poppy for a couple of seasons and kind of saw how he did it?
1: Yeah, quite a bit. And uh, Hanley just loves to hit, too. So he can, like I said, sort of put most, most of his eggs in that basket and just, uh, you know, focused on the bat. And his bat was such a pleasant spot. Uh, was such a pleasant thing for them last year. But sort of, uh, you know, sort of built up as the year went along. When well, he got off to a modest start, Hanley, that a lot of people forget he didn't start out like gangbusters. As a matter of fact, uh, the first couple months of the season, people were wondering, uh, you know, where's Hanley's power going? Is his power going to come back? And he just has, you know, a monster second half. Where he uh, you know he carried this team a lot of times in the second half of the season, and you you just hope that uh, you know you just hope that he can build off that this year.
0: How about Moreland's bat? I mean, I, I know they don't expect to get the kind of production that Hanley delivered from first base, but he's a guy that can at least give you some home runs. The average might not be there. He's he's maybe not the prototype power hitting first baseman, but what what should the Red Sox be expecting from him as far as offensive production.
1: Yeah, I think with Moreland, they feel that he can hit better than he has. The the tools are there. I know uh, David Ortiz, of of all people, was kind of high on Moreland when we talked to him in the Dominican. And this was even before the Red Sox signed him. It was kind of a casual conversation where, you know, we were talking about the gold glove. And Ortiz said, oh, who won the gold glove last year, by the way? And one of the writers said, oh, uh, it was Mitch Moreland. And he just unprompted was like, oh, I really like that guy. I think it's You know, if he gets some playing time, he's going to develop into a real threat. And uh, for Moreland, it's a case of, uh, you know, using – if he can learn to use the opposite field a little bit more uh, at Fenway, I think he could, you know, really turn into a 280 type of guy uh, maybe. And and, uh, a lot of left-handed hitters really – people think it's a part for right-handed hitters. In a lot of cases, it's a part for for left-handed hitters if they can go up to the opposite field. So I think that, uh, you know, Moreland could be a nice uh, piece there towards the bottom of the lineup.
0: All right, and then as we shift to the middle of the infield (sighs) – you got to like what you see there. Shortstop and second base, the double play combination. Xander Bogarts and Dustin Pedroia. Let's start with Bogarts. Um, He had the great hitting streak last year. Um, He played a ton of games, Ian, and I think we've talked about it before, that maybe he wore down a little bit. Is is that his focus here, Um, or the team's focus? I guess it works two ways. One, for him to to be in that prime condition that he can go the long haul without tiring, and then they need to get him a little more rest.
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. And, uh, you know, you had a situation last year where uh, the Red Sox, A, they lost Brock Holt for a while when he had that, uh, I think it was a, um, a concussion he had that, that knocked him out uh, for a while. And, B, um, you know, Brock was needed a lot in left field. So that kind of took away your backup shortstop. And if you can keep Brock kind of available to – the spot, uh standard Bogarts more this year. He's a a nice, a nice fill-in at shortstop, so I think they do need to do a better job of you know getting him off his feet because he, you know, watching him, he did wear down last year.
0: And the great thing I think you saw from Bogarts also in 2016 was the power finally came, and and fans have been kind of waiting for that, and he finally delivered with the plus 20 home runs, and it was something that was almost inevitable when you look at this guy and and his body and what he can do, and he finally got that 20-plus power season in as far as home runs go, 89 RBIs, really a great season for Bogarts, and he's just steady at shortstop. And then I guess we'll call him the captain at second, Dustin Pedroia. He's got to stay healthy is always the question with Pedroia because of the way he plays – but it seemed like the the way 2016 went for for Pedroia, he's really in a good place heading into this season.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Pedroia comes out of a really healthy season uh, for the first time in a long time, we're not talking about him recovering from this injury or that injury. He did have a uh, very minor knee surgery at the end of last season, but uh, that was just a <laughs> you know that was just a maintenance thing more than anything else. So. I think that you feel really good about where he's at. Nobody works harder. And I think that, uh, you know, even when David Ortiz was there, uh, I thought in a lot of ways that uh, Pedroia was the captain of this team. That's going to continue. His leadership becomes even more important now. Uh, he really sets the tone with his work ethic. I mean, he just has a, a, a nice way of motivating guys behind the scenes. The fans never see it. But this guy is it's really the ultimate leader. And, uh, you know, 33 years old, but you know, he can still get the job done.
0: I used to think of him as more of a leader by example kind of guy, but as he's gotten older, does he do more talking than he did when he was a younger player?
1: He does, and he kind of does it in a different way, where he just sort of talks trash to these guys. <laughs> um, you know, tells them how much that, how much he's doing, and you know, they better keep up. And it's, it's sort of a real subtle thing, but uh, yeah, he's definitely the, the leader of the team, no, no doubt about it.
0: Works when you're uh, 33 and you show those young guys how hard you're working; they can't help but. Uh, But jump in. All right, when you look at the bench, there's a lot of interesting things. Obviously, Brock Holt is a lock here to be playing all over the diamond, and we talked about him a little bit when we talked about the outfield. Uh, Josh Rutledge, uh, they went Rule 5 draft, brought him back. Is he going to be on this roster? How does he fit in?
1: Yeah, I think Josh Rutledge will make this team. He's a nice top of them uh, off the bench with Brock Holt. You have the nice righty, lefty. Uh, you can mix, mix and match those guys and interchange them almost. Uh, you know, during games, you know, say you bring Brock Holt in to face a righty uh, later in the game. You can use Rutledge to face a lefty. So I think they would like Josh Rutledge to make the team. Uh, Marco Hernandez will be in the mix for that spot as well. But I think uh, there, you know, there, there was a reason they they took Rutledge back in that Rule Five draft. I think they really envisioned well for him on this team I think that uh, the, the, the way the roster is constructed I think that uh, you know they, they really think that he fits
0: you mentioned Marco Hernandez the one other guy I guess maybe you could throw in as a guy that could be bouncing up and down between Pawtucket and Boston Devin morero still listed I think technically as a prospect um, yeah. for the for the Red yeah. sox what is the team's viewpoint at this point of devin morero yeah I
1: mean his path has been blocked in a way because um you know. The one place he probably could have helped you is sort of in that utility spot. And Brock Holt, I mean, there aren't many guys in baseball who are better at that role than Holt. So as long as you're going to have Holt at, uh, you know pretty pretty affordable money here, um, as a utility guy, you know, so valuable. Sort of blocks what Marrero can do. Uh, you know, we we still don't know what Marrero can do uh, offensively. We know he's pretty good defensively. So, uh, yeah, you wonder if his days are kind of number to the organization. It's just, uh, you know, he can only be a, a prospect uh, for too long. Maybe he needs a fresh start somewhere
0: else. Yeah, certainly. And, and his brother has kind of passed him by, I think, as far as uh, getting to the majors steadily uh, in the Mets organization. But uh, we'll see if Devin Marrera gets a shot in 2017 to finally show kind of what he can do. Um, it would take an injury, I guess, to do that. All right, great stuff as always, Ian. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. We will continue our trip around the Red Sox roster I details.